0: Welcome back, everybody. It's Taco Tuesday! I'm Alex Padilla. I'm Alex Regla. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Offseason Taco Tuesday. I'm Alex Padilla at Alex Padilla86. He's Alex Regla at Alex M Regla. Alex, we were both wrong because here we are and the Lakers are already in Cancun. How are you, sir?
1: I'm doing alright. It feels weird. First first Monday, first week without a Laker game to look forward to, so it hasn't really hit me yet. How are you doing?
0: We actually haven't done off season podcast maybe ever, me and you? Like we no, always we
1: we did and then we, we remember we had we struggled to come up with topics that we ended up doing.
0: Right, wrestling. but that was that was COVID. That was COVID. Okay, off and that, oh, that's
1: true. You're right. You're right. Yeah,
0: it wasn't like when we started doing a podcast. It was right before LeBron started, I believe. Mm-hmm. So we got we talked about LeBron and and the third scorer and and point guard and blah, blah blah everything. Vogel, did they luck into a better coach with Vogel instead of getting Ty Lue? Um, then we did a you know we did that that whole season. And then the whole roster changed dramatically, so we got to talk about that, which I think we might be seeing again this summer. And then they had their run, and then the COVID, and then the championship, but now a first-round exit. Before we get to what we're going to talk about today, real quick, we don't need to dwell on it. Everybody's heard every single angle about the series already. Just your initial thoughts on what you saw in game five and six. That's the last time we talked.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was disappointing. Um, I remember the pod, or last pod, We, I think both of us said that there's going to be a Game 7. Um, I I didn't think Anthony Davis, his groin thing was that severe. Like, maybe I just overlooked it. I thought he was going to play and he was going to be fine. But uh, obviously, when he played, he just did not look good out there. Like, just from the tip, we can see him laboring and he could barely run. So, right when we saw that, I, I just... I. Yeah, I kind of had a feeling it wasn't going to go well. Like, even if the yeah. Lakers somehow won that game, like, their championship hopes were kind of down the drain right there. So it was just disappointing to see. Um, obviously, we, we we would have hoped for them to go deeper into the playoffs than the first round, but it really just encapsulated a full season of just injuries. Like, this really was, like ironically, the, the perfect way for them to go out it was just kind of the thing that plagued them all year.
0: Yeah, it's been one of those, it was one of those things where we did our last podcast and they got blown out and we just started recording like in the third quarter. (laughs) And then that Thursday game, AD never looked healthy and it was just a struggle. I don't even think I actually watched the whole game. I just couldn't do it. And then, you know, it was over. So, um, I'm at, you know, what's
1: crazy though? Like, as you say that, like, has AD looked healthy once this year no no right like remember the whole thing in, as the season was going on like the first 10 games was that the thing where like they're winning and like looking good and ad still is like looks out of shape or dealing with injuries sort of like oh man just wait until ad starts to look healthy and good yeah but that just never happened
0: i don't want to see anthony davis near basketball court for at least two or three months yeah,
1: he, he needs a break. Yeah, like, he, like
0: legitimately yeah. needs a break. Um, I don't know about you, but I'm pretty much at peace with the early exit. It's just it's okay to have a year like this. I mean, it's okay to have the exit they had when you have a year like this. It's it was riddled with injuries from the beginning. Yeah. They never had an off season, really. Your two best players were hurt. It wasn't like they were missing Kuzma and KCP for three months they were missing lebron james and anthony davis and i'm just at peace with it i'm not upset about it i'm disappointed but that's it you know I, I don't really know what else to say i mean when when guys are shooting as bad as they're shooting as bad as they shot in the playoffs even with the healthy ad i don't know how much more you know i don't know if the lakers even still win they were shooting so terribly alex they were shooting so poorly as a team that i don't know man the suns were on fire those last two games
1: yeah you know there was enough writing on the wall like not like the season and this series like uh, yeah this wasn't the lakers year um and and maybe i kind of kidded myself and just thought like oh it's just injuries give them give them three or five games just to be healthy and get into the playoffs and i i overlooked the suns like i overlooked them for sure uh I thought the Lakers were going to treat this like as an extended exhibition, like extended regular season, kind of just blow by them. I was wrong. Like the Suns are legit. They're going to be a legit team for years to come. Um, Yeah, and the shooting. God, I think they finished something like 29 percent from three for the series, which is just horrible. And yeah, I I, I think I'm at the stage, too, where I've just accepted it. Yeah. And I was disappointed, like obviously, but like, again, once AD went down, I think I was already, I knew what was going to happen next. So yeah, I just, I'm glad they have a full off season here uh, to finally yeah. get some rest.
0: Well, let's talk about what's happening in Lakerland. land. Uh, as always is the case with the Lakers, any off season, there's going to be tons of rumors floating around them. There's going to, they're going to be connected to every superstar whether it's a, even a remote possibility or not. And then, of course, when you have Jason Kidd on your team, or on your staff, there's always going to be questions about, is he leaving? Is he trying to take Vogel's job? And already yesterday, Alex, on Sunday, Jason Kidd already making headlines. Jason Kidd claims he withdrew from the Trailblazers coaching search because of the Damian Lillard endorsement. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, Damian Lillard said he would love his next head coach to be Jason Kidd. And I don't really understand the reasoning of Jason Kidd pulling out because the best player on the team says that. Oh, is that this, the reason? Well, that's this Jason Kidd. This is what he says. This is from uh, the Adrian Wojnarowski story. Kidd was ultimately uncomfortable with the idea oh. of pursuing the opening after Blazers star Damian Lillard publicly called for his hiring within hours of Stott's departure on Friday night the public nature of Lillard's endorsement that Jason Kidd is the guy I want left Kidd feeling he would put both Lillard and Portland's process in an awkward circumstance should he pursue hmm. the opening That's so, weird. <laughs> if I am reading this, I A am not buying any of it. Yeah. And that's really it. <laughs> I, if the if the key player on the team that that is has an opening for a head coach tells you i want you to be my coach and then you go out publicly and say that makes me uncomfortable i don't want to go there <laughs> you may never get another coaching job ever again just from how dumb that is
1: so it's either that or jason kidd's agent deserves a big raise and there is some intel that portland was was a little sketchy with kid like it, it was reported that kid was like one of the leading candidates and like you said lillard i think told chris haynes like that's the guy i want like mm-hmm. i'm good with jason Kidd. so all the signs pointed to like kid possibly getting that job if he really wanted it but maybe after like i don't know if you saw this because i follow a lot of like portland blazer fans and beat writers and stuff there were like petitions of like season ticket holders saying uh yeah we're gonna cancel our season tickets like if jason Kidd's hired because of like his past you know uh issues off the court and stuff like that so maybe kid and his agent can see that he was gonna miss out and maybe he wanted to set himself up for the next job he gets is like a clean one and one where there's not gonna be a ton of turmoil like going in or he just didn't want to look like damaged goods like he misses out on portland and another team maybe not touch him or something so yeah this this just seems kind of sketchy like all around something's going but, on there
0: yeah it could be many things i think the blazers just saying hey we're not going to hire you because of your past mm. screams the most obvious to me uh, jason kidd uh, pleaded guilty to spousal abuse in 2001 and had a dui charge in 2012 uh, harrison wrote a long um kind of thing mm. on jason kidd on silverscreenroll.com if you want to check that out uh but him telling espn that Damian Lillard's endorsement made me uncomfortable is just laughable because if Damian Lillard tells me I want to be I want you to be the head coach I'm running there and being like how can I be the head coach yeah it just makes sense to me um cuz I doubt Jason Kidd was given intel that the Blazers were like hey we're actually going to trade Damian Lillard this offseason so it doesn't really matter who Damian wants I,
1: that, I mean that that's I mean that could be like I don't know how Kidd would get that intel um right. he, I mean it's possible like maybe Portland at least let him know like it's a possibility and maybe kid right away. Like I'm not going to go there and rebuild. Like I want to go to a ready team. So that, I mean, that's also, yeah. I mean, that's also a possibility there.
0: Uh, another possibility could be that Jason Kidd smells blood or smells blood in the water. And you know, LeBron James gets his first ever first round exit. And we all know LeBron James and head coaches are not necessarily the most, uh, you know, compatible things in the NBA. So maybe Jason Kidd is is kind of just going to lurch around until <laughs> Frank Vogel gets let go.
1: So, yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's always a possibility. That was the possibility when Kidd's first signed. That was something we were all afraid of. Uh, do you think we were that's expecting,
0: a thing? We were expecting a lot of headlines about that, weren't we?
1: Yeah. Do you think Vogel's on the hot seat?
0: I don't see how he can be on the hot seat after this season. I mean, how many wide-open threes did the Lakers miss? <laughs> A lot, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you had the, that tweet about Game One, where was it? Twenty four of the twenty seven three pointers they took were it's, that's pretty, like, was, pretty yeah, much it, wide open. Pretty
1: much the whole series that that was the case. Right.
0: So if you're watching that game, or if you're watching that series, excuse me, I'm not really looking at man. This coaching sucks. No, I'm looking at a coach trying to do everything and anything to get the best out of to make not even the best to just get something out of this offense that just refuses to make shots or even take them. For a while there, they were just refusing to take them. So, listen, I, I know guys have lost jobs over a lot worse than losing, or a lot less than losing yeah. in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. But if I'm watching this team, and I know that there are a lot of Laker fans out there that have been wanting Frank Vogel fired during the three months that LeBron and AD were out. But if I'm watching, that, when I watch this, I don't think it's like, oh, that's bad coaching. I don't. I mean, you completely flipped the roster on a championship team. Let's not forget that. So you're like, you basically started over. You can say all you want about LeBron and AD, but anytime you have that much turnover, it's going to be a, a, a touch and go process. So I, for me personally, I don't think Vogel's on any sort of hot seat at all.
1: Yeah, I don't think so either. And if he is, I think that's the wrong move. I think that's the wrong choice. Uh, Polinka during his exit interview was asked about Vogel because Vogel, when he first signed, he signed a three year coaching deal so next season is going to be this final year on his deal mm-hmm. so presumably like this off season, they would start talking about extension talks um, Is
0: is a uh, being a rare is being a sitting duck or a lame duck coach is that rare in the nba it's I, like a thing in football like no no coach in football coaches with only one year left like with months left on their contract
1: yeah you probably don't Uh, It's probably something that coaches try to avoid. And if you're Vogel, you just won a championship. And obviously, this season didn't go well. But, like, again, I don't think that's Vogel's fault. At least, like, not the macro aspects of it. Like, there's little minor things he could have done better. But, like, those minor things aren't going to make LeBron AD healthy, you know? Um, So, yeah, I, I think in his mind, he'd probably, he said himself, he wants to be a Laker for life. Yeah. So this is a guy who I'm sure is like, "Hey, I just won you guys a ring. I probably would have did took you guys really far in the playoffs. I, I gave you the number one defense of the yeah. league again. Um, it's probably time to talk extension talks. And if he, if they don't, then yeah, he's probably going to go into next season thinking either one of my assistants might take the job if we struggle early on. Kid could be that guy. Um, so." And Plinka didn't really give a straightforward answer when asked about Vogel, like, his extension talks on the table. He just kind of praised him, like how Vogel does. Yeah, sorry, what Plinka does. He just praised him, uh, praised how, how well he's dealt with adversity, with all the obstacles. But he didn't, like, confirm or deny uh, any extension talks. So yeah.
0: I'll just read you guys the quotes yeah. real quick from, Frank, from uh, Rob Plinka. Uh, this year, I think he did everything he could to battle through some of the things that our team faced that we couldn't control and did the best he could in times of, of adversity to keep everybody together. Frank's a guy that Kurt and I, Kurt Rambus and I and the front office really enjoys working with that does a great job with our players. We see him as a strong part of our future for sure.
1: Oh, okay. So I, I missed that last part. So that, I mean, that last part at least hints at, at, at he's part of the long-term plan at least past this next year. Right. So. Yeah, I mean, like you said, coaches have got fired for less, and I, I think it would be a mistake to
0: let him as, go. As a Lakers fan, I 100% love the passion that the fan base has, and that they don't like to settle for things like losing in the first round. I, I, I like that, you know? I, I, I appreciate the the want to of to be better, but it's just not, Frank Vogel's not a guy that I'm pointing at. With with when I look at this year and I look at everything that went wrong and I want to blame somebody, it's really not pointing towards Frank Vogel. It's not even on my, really on my radar there. Yeah. So, like
1: again, like how much, like how much could he have done different right. to change? Like who thought, LeBron and AD not being hurt. You know,
0: I actually thought besides the playoff series, I actually thought they did incredible with considering everything that went against I mean,
1: it. people were talking about him for like coach of the year. Like, I, yeah. I don't think he was going to win it. Like I don't think he probably should have won it, or at least gotten a lot of consideration. But like that team fought pretty hard with LeBron and A. D. out. Like they we yeah. had a winning record at one point, or at least like five hundred. And that that's really tough to do without two of your stars. So I, again I, I don't I think it would be a mistake. But maybe you're right about the kid angle. Like maybe he's like I'm gonna I'm not gonna get this Portland job. Maybe my best bet is just waiting out this Vogel thing or or another coaching I think,
0: job i think if you're if you're jason Kidd, i think you're going to face backlash anywhere you get a head coaching position yeah. because of your past not only just your personal past but also your coaching past and it's a lot easier to be accepted when you're already somewhere mm-hmm. and i think that's kind of what we're looking at here if, if i had to take a guess I'd be like a Portland's telling him we weren't going to hire you dude. So we're just not. And then B he could just be waiting back and seeing what happens. Cause if, if Vogel doesn't have an extension, plenty of blood in the water, like I said earlier. So that's kind of what's happening in Lakerland right now. Um, as far as headlines go, there was a headline from Friday. We can talk about it kind of coinciding with, with what we were going to talk about today anyways, which is the Lakers pff, terrible shooting. Um, Did you see the headline from Magic Johnson?
1: I did, yeah. Magic's been busy over the weekend tweeting.
0: Yeah, he says, quote, I don't think he's a Laker. And that is in reference to Dennis Schroeder after Schroeder had a pretty bad... I mean, dude, who didn't have a bad playoff series? Yeah, LeBron wasn't that great. I mean, yeah, his stats look okay. But um, in a recent interview on Los Angeles' radio... Um, Magic Johnson said that Shooter brought a he did not think that Shooter brought a winning mentality to LA. Um, I don't know if they're going to sign him back or not. I don't think he brings the winning mentality and attitude that we need. He had a chance to show that in this series, and to me, he failed in this series. Um, I would say that a lot of people probably agree with Magic in the playoffs, is where you earn your stripes, especially as a Laker. It's where you make that's where you make your hundred million dollar contracts by performing in the playoffs. Look at what Devin Booker's doing. I mean he's introducing himself to the world after that series so um i'm not necessarily disagreeing with magic johnson i know schroeder you saw the post the exit interviews Mm -hmm. and i believe it was even after the game he said i'm gonna work my ass off to come back and be a laker i want to be a laker uh what do you think about just magic's words and then we'll get into dennis's future i guess
1: um yeah anytime magic kind of talks it's always like it's always weird because like uh, it's hard to forget. This is a guy who was like in charge of the Lakers' like roster for a few years there, and it wasn't that long ago where he before he quit and Palinka Kai took over and stuff. So was I always he in find it of the funny. Roster, though, I, I mean, I, well,
0: I guess <laughs> so. Like, I guess I don't know I don't if know. you looked into it. I think he was the into face. It. I think he was the face of the team. He, he, he overturned a couple
1: like draft picks. Like he wanted uh, Mo Wagner more than like other people in that organization did. Like he. Like, he definitely had he had power. I'll say that. Like, he definitely had pull. But, yeah, that, like, just getting back to that, like, it, that's why it's so weird when he talks about current Lakers and, like, what Polinka needs to do.
0: It's like, not weird, Alex. That's why he quit.
1: <laughs> that's exactly why he quit. That's exactly
0: he, why he quit because he wanted to tweet these things. He didn't want to be Daryl Morey getting fine 75 Gs for saying, join him to Steph Curry, talking about his brother.
1: Exactly. He wanted to do these things without... Doing the hard actual hard work of what Plinka needs to do, and um, I mean, yeah, like Shooter didn't have the great greatest of series. Obviously, he had a really bad. I think it was Game Five where he had zero points. Uh, but he was solid for like Game Three and Four. Like he was the guy who was like that third scorer that we needed. Um, in terms of his future, or like in terms of his comments about like, is he a Laker? Again, like I don't know what that really means. Like, I don't know what being a Laker entails.
0: I think Magic I, kind of talks about himself in that way. Well, like, like, like he's not what I was when I was a point guard. He's that was not, the
1: whole D'Angelo Russell thing, like 2.0 again. Mm-hmm. Like, he he played one year, and he's like, he's not a Laker. I'm gonna trade him. Uh. So uh, again, like he Dennis is a polarizing player. Like, if you go on Twitter and, and like search up Dennis's name, most of it's gonna be negative in terms of mm-hmm. Laker fans. I'm not as down on him as other people, but I understand when it comes to the contract, I would be very careful with the money amount the Lakers offer up. If they offer it up, I think they have to offer a contract just in terms of being smart because they can't just replace that money if they don't um, sign him. They're better off signing him and trading him, if anything. Um, But, yeah, uh, and I'll say this. You mentioned his exit interviews. Dennis, like, it seems like he's like 90% set that he really wants to be a Laker for a long time. Mm -hmm. At least that's what he's saying publicly. He's saying he's going to work his ass off to get here, like to be back, to run this back. And he was one of the first guys to say, like, we have unfinished business here. We want to run this back. So I don't know. I know there's disconnect between fans and Dennis and what um, might happen. Uh, I don't know. What do you think about Dennis? Like, what what do you think about the comments and what do you think? we stand with dennis right now
0: i thought a lot higher of dennis before the whole covid thing Mm no for (laughs) sure i mean yeah i mean it's just i i was i was really bullish on dennis i even said in the after game one that i don't ever want to see any lineup without either lebron or dennis on the court because i just think they're the only two playmakers they actually really had um i still kind of believe that which is probably more of a indication on the level of what the Lakers roster really was this season i don't think it was up to par i mean when you look at the point guard's even just the point guards they just faced, and Chris Paul and Cameron Payne, like Dennis doesn't bring that kind of stuff. You know, uh, I kind of thought he did, but then when you see it, it, it didn't. He just doesn't really have like that spark. I don't know. I don't know if it's his style of play. It's a lot slower. It looks than a lot of point. Obviously, he's not. Listen, I'm not going to compare him to Steph and Damian Lillard, but it's 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 very the visual aspect of Dennis's play is very much slower than what you see the elite point guards do in the western conference so um i i didn't i, I like that he came back and fought in the final game it wasn't a great performance but
1: I, you're right you know no i'm sorry i cut you off you're right no. though he was one of the guys who kind of jump-started that at least semi-run to get back in the game
0: he's also like um one of the guys that when he shoots i'm like oh that 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 could go in <laughs> It's not a lot of guys on the team where I think that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, when I look at the shooters that are – I classify the shooters in air quotes on the team, would you start with KCP being one of them, obviously? I mean, he shot 13% from three in this series. Oh, God. I know he was I, hurt. Uh, Wesley Matthews shot 24% from three. Kyle Kuzma shot 11% from three. I mean
1: I- – And, and, like, to go circle back to Dennis to that point, like, how much of Dennis's game is getting to the rim, right? Like, to use his speed. And, like, we saw how hard it was for LeBron to get to the rim, like, with his size and everything, just because of how, like, crowded the paint was. Like, how much harder is it for a guy like Dennis uh, to get to the rim, you know?
0: Uh, Well, doesn't that go back to the lack of shooting?
1: Exactly. That's what I was getting to. Like, if the guy, if Suns could just, like, leave guys open and pack the paint, obviously dennis lebron those types of guys are going to be impacted pretty pretty negatively and as this series went on phoenix just lost all respect for the lakers shooters and just dared mm-hmm. them to beat them and we saw they couldn't
0: yeah it's uh it's going to be a very interesting offseason well have plenty of time to figure that out but the one thing that the lakers need to address and i don't even have specifics right now i can't even tell you who is available who's not available is they need shooters And it's not been ever more obvious than when Devin Booker, Campaign, everybody else on the – Jay Crowder even, when these guys are drilling every single open shot and not even open shots. And then you look at the Lakers and they're wide open and they're not making anything, nothing. So they need to address the shooting situation 100% because if they did that, they could be playing tonight against the Nuggets at 7 p.m., just like the Suns are going to do.
1: I mean, this is this has been the story with the Lakers for years now, though. Like, it, it's always been like they need shooting, they need shooting. Like, I don't think they've been a top ten shooting team since that Jody Meeks, Nick Young era Lakers. Like, really, that was the last time they they were a top ten shooting team with Dantoni. who was still the head coach, so um, they won a championship last year without elite level shooting because they had a healthy lebron healthy ad Mm -hmm. who could just dominate the paint, and with those two guys not healthy and one of them not even playing it just was so much harder to do that and that's something plinka was talking about isn't in his exit interviews he met he was asked about the shooting problem and he mentioned not so much the shooters but lebron not being healthy to create that space Mm -hmm. but i mean that's true but the lakers did get a lot of good looks and they just missed looks so um the players didn't seem too like discouraged about it or too like upset about it. Like Caruso said like most of it he thought it was kind of fluky, like how bad they missed. Uh so I, I don't know, they obviously need shooting, and that's something they've always needed. I'm not sure sh- sure like who's on the market that can fix that. And I'm sure like once we get to free agency in the offseason, like when guys we know who's a free agent, and who's not a free agent, or if there's any trades or whatever. I'm sure the Lakers will be really aggressive in finding that, but God, like this has just been a storyline with this team for like a decade now.
0: I mean, you, we were talking about it before we hit record and and we don't have to dwell on it, but like, if you go to the homepage of ESPN right now, they're, they're, they have the uh, eight remaining teams, right? They have uh, one player from each team. Tell me what's in common here. Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, Trey Young, Donovan Mitchell, Kawhi Leonard, Jokic, Shooters,
1: they're they're not 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 just shooters, but shot makers.
0: Shot right? makers, yeah, because you have Ben Simmons and Giannis, who are two, two totally different players. But the rest of these teams, shooters, shot makers, mm-hmm. can create their own shot.
1: And like, look at their look at their supporting casts too. Like so, like Utah, right? I think Utah like set an NBA record this year in terms of three pointers made. Like the Clippers, like we like obviously we like to joke about the clippers and make fun of them all we want like one of the one of the like criticisms with the team was their jump shooting team like they're gonna live and die with their jump shots and man like that their jump shooting came in pretty clutch against dallas these last couple games
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um that Kawhi
0: was his field percentage was ridiculous
1: as i watched that game between dallas and the clippers i'm like this is what like three-point shooting looks like like Guys were making their open threes, and I was kind of like shocked by it after watching the Lakers in the playoffs. Like, I forget guys are supposed to do that and can do that. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah that, it, it's he, true though.
0: The other Morris twin, seven of nine in Game Seven. Yeah, three. like he
1: was just automatic from the corner. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, as as I watched the playoffs, like from both conferences, like you watched Trey just like Ugh. just dominate, and yeah. it would be really helpful if there was at least like one or two guys where I can trust. Really trust. Not like he can make them, but trust that he'll make them. That's a big difference. I thought you were going
0: to say it would be very helpful if they could get Trey Young.
1: <laughs> oh, that too. If they can somehow pull that, then yeah.
0: Yes. Rob Palenka, if you're <laughs> listening, please go get Trey Young or Steph Curry or Damian Lillard. Bradley Beal. Bradley uh, Beal. Any one of those guys, go for it. Do your thing. And also, another. I, I, I will leave you with this, Alex we've we've done a good job here on our first off season podcast. I don't want Rob Polinka to plan for the future as long as LeBron James is on the team. And what I mean by that is in the off in the during the season, remember there was the rumors about Kyle Lowry and he did not want to put THT in there. Yeah. That was like the sticking point. If you're gonna have LeBron James on your team as a thirty seven year old and thirty eight year old man, don't worry about the future. Get better for the next two years. Get better this year. I I and I know it's revisionist history. It's easy to say that looking back because it didn't work out. But I think that that's the, the right approach. So if there's a setback or if there's a trade offer and they're like we need THT and Caruso or whatever, <laughs> do it. Just do it because you have you don't you're not building a five six year plan here. As long as LeBron's here, you got one year, maybe two to get this done and i don't think any anybody should be untouchable except ad and lebron
1: yeah i mean uh, yeah i mean and i'm very
0: comfortable saying that about thc i know he's got a lot of potential i know like people love him but if i will rather have a proven commodity as long as lebron is on the team
1: yeah i think with me it just all depends on the player like it like if it's a cj mccollum type then no Like, I don't think he moves the needle enough to, like, you're going to win championships to break everything up. It really has to be, like, one of the premier guys that you can say, okay, here's a legit third guy, you know? Um, And I don't, honestly, I don't even know if the Lakers package is enough to even get one of those guys.
0: No, probably not.
1: So, I don't, it might be a moot point anyway. And, again, this is, Polinka has to say this, even if you... He was actually trying to trade them, but, like, he was pretty, like, convincing that he wants to keep the core together, mm-hmm. and when he says that, that's, like, the young core. Um,
0: well, who's under who's under contract? You got LeBron, AD, Kuzma, Kuzma and KCP. KCP.
1: Uh, and then yeah, Montrez everyone's has free an agents. Um, Almost everybody else is a free agent, so, mm-hmm. yeah, they have a lot of decisions to make in, in-house, and also, like... They're going to be active on the trade phones. Like, there's no doubt about it. They have a first round pick in the draft this year. Like, do you think they actually draft a player this year? No, no chance. Okay, so th- something's probably going to happen. It might be a minor move, it might be a small move. Like they always make a, a small move. Um, so we'll see what happens. I, I mean, maybe maybe they draft that guy, and maybe they think we need to start thinking a little bit towards the future. Like, obviously, so will try to win now. But maybe just kind of keep those guys around.
0: These draft picks have worked out for the Lakers when they drafted high.
1: And they have and a pretty good, I think it's like 23, 22. Yes. That's a lot higher than they've had in years past.
0: Yeah. Well, like I said, there's going to be plenty of time to discuss the Lakers' future. There's going to be plenty of time to just, to, like, plenty of time yeah. to discuss the offseason because we got three more rounds of NBA games. Uh, round two is already underway for some and tonight phoenix denver play at seven should we, that should be a fun we were, one. we're recording here it's four o'clock i'm very surprised by denver by the way i, I thought they might have kind of fallen apart with I'm Algernon murray yeah. and they have not man jokic i mean he's the mvp he's awesome he's awesome and that team they built a really good team so and so did the suns man when they got slapped yeah. in the mouth yeah. in game three against yeah. the lakers and they came back and punched them back and knocked them out Dude, that's impressive, man. I always say I stopped betting against the Patriots until somebody beats them. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the Lakers. I was like, I will not bet against Lakers. That's why I said Lakers in six until somebody beats them. Phoenix beat them. And really, really impressively. So that series is going to be fun. Really, really fun. We'll see what happens. As we sit here, it's four o'clock. They play in three hours. So I don't know when you're listening to this, but uh, we'll see what happens there. Milwaukee and Brooklyn about to tip off game two. No James Harden. Kind of a bummer. Yeah. I kind of just want to see those three together. I don't think they need the three to get out of the East. I really don't. That's
1: crazy. <laughs> like but in think... terms in terms of you're right. Like they could probably get out of the East without the three, but to mm. know that they have those three is insane.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And, um, the Hawks dude, they I, almost blew I, it yesterday. I know <laughs> they almost blew it yesterday, but man, Trey young is impressive, dude. He just, he is not scared to go in Madison square garden into Philly. He doesn't care. He's awesome, and then obviously tomorrow night, uh, game one, Utah hosting the Clippers. Uh, I had a buddy tell me today. I don't know what you think. He's like, it should be easy for the Clippers, and I was like, I don't know, man.
1: I don't. I know. I mean, the Clippers will never make it easy, if anything. No,
0: no. And I saw this stat. Let me, let me, let me pull this up because I thought it was awesome. Uh, this is really, really new blood in the NBA. First of all, first time that an NBA Finals will not feature LeBron or Steph Curry since two thousand ten. Wow. First time an NBA Finals will not feature Kobe, Steph, or LeBron since 2006. So this is very much new blood in the playoffs right now. Here you go, Alex. The last time teams remaining in the NBA have won a title. The 76ers, the last time they won a title, 1983. The Bucks, 1971. The Hawks, 1958. The Clippers, Jazz, Nets, Nuggets, and Suns have never won. Three hundred and eighty-four combined seasons without an NBA title remaining in the playoffs. So for all those of you that said <laughs> the NBA is predi- too predictable for you, here you go. New blood. See what happens. Alex, this was fun. Our first offseason. This was
1: fun. I thought we did I thought we did pretty well here.
0: Yeah. We'll be back next week. Um we will be back pretty much every Tuesday. I I have a vacation or two scheduled. I'm Mm -hmm. sure Alex has a summer vacation scheduled. We might miss Uh a few weeks here and there, but uh, the entire staff at Silver Screen and Roll is ready to keep pumping out content all summer long because, as I said earlier, the Lakers are always in the headlines. I don't care if they're playing or if they're not. They're always in the headlines. So, at Alex M. Regla on Twitter, follow him there. Are you, like, going to keep watching basketball?
1: I do. I'm I'm an NBA fan. Like, obviously, I'm a Laker fan, but just... I'm having fun with these playoffs. Like, There's so many cool young players doing good things like Trey, Luca. Obviously, he's out now. But just seeing Booker. all – like, new blood. Like, seeing Julius mm-hmm. in the playoffs was awesome. Like, I, I don't know. I'm having fun just seeing all these young guys kind of, like, on the center stage and doing well. Like, I'm really looking forward to Phoenix, Denver. Like, I think that's going to be a yeah. fun series.
0: I'm rooting for Kawhi to absolutely – just crush it for the Clippers and then Paul George ruin it and they lose the series. (laughs) Like, I just like content, you know? That's all. That's all. I like content. So, we'll see what happens in the playoffs. Uh, Alex, this was fun. At AlexMRegla on Twitter. I'm Alex Padilla, at alexpadia 86 Follow us there and make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple Pod. Do people still use Apple Podcasts?
1: I do. I I, I do, surprisingly.
0: I'm always posting the Apple Podcast link. Maybe I should switch it up and post, like, the Spotify link or something. I have turned to Spotify podcasts over Apple in the last in the last couple. Of months. I,
1: I have I have as well because of like just weird glitches and stuff. But yeah. I, I actually like the Spotify one better. So
0: I'd stick but I with don't it. like and this is totally random. I don't know if you have this issue. While I work, I listen to the podcast on my laptop. Okay. And then while I'm not working, I listen on my phone. Mm-hmm. And if I'm listening to the same podcast, it it doesn't like catch up. You know. So if I'm like if I press play on my phone, it just stays from wherever i last played it on my phone even though it's the same podcast i don't like that oh. that's a glitch in spotify's matrix that they need to fix
1: all right spotify get on that
0: get on that spotify either way we're there listen to <laughs> us it's only 30 minutes you don't need multiple sit-downs for that one so this this was fun alex we'll talk to you next week all right man
1: thank you.